Welcome to The Sound, KQAL-FM's weekly behind-the-scenes look at Minnesota-made music. From writing and recording to distribution and promotion, The Sound is your source for new releases and exclusive interviews from Minnesota artists. Support for The Sound is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Tonight on The Sound, we are joined by folk blues artist Charlie Parr. Parr, who lives in Duluth, has an immeasurable presence in the Minnesota music scene. Since the early 2000s, he has released 13 albums, performed shows all across the nation, and become a frequent guest of Winona's Midwest Music Fest. He joins us over the phone to discuss his remote set at this year's festival, his recent self-titled record, and how he's adapting to the COVID-19 pandemic. So sit back and enjoy some tunes with Charlie Parr, tonight on The Sound. Hello. Hello, Charlie Parr. Yeah, that's right. Hi, this is Bill Stoneberg from KQAL in Winona. Yeah, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, thank you. Jubilee, uh, that's from Charlie Parr's self-titled album that was released last September. Uh, Charlie recently played the streaming version of Midwest Music Fest here in Winona. Um, and on the phone with us today is Charlie Parr. Uh, hello, Charlie. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, we appreciate you joining us. We appreciate you playing at Midwest Music Fest as well. Um, you're kind of a staple there, you know, and we love seeing you. Um, it was cool to at least see you uh, streaming. Um, what's that like, though? I mean, you know, you're... I've seen you several times now, and your live performances are great. It's a it's a really cool experience for the audience. Um, but what's it like to play for like a camera with people watching live? Is I would assume that's quite a different experience for you as a performer. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I've I've done a few of them now, and it's it's been you know the 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 getting used to it kind of curve has been kind of steep for me because you know I I'm 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 really, really the kind of person that likes performing live primarily. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not into making records as much. I'm into playing and playing live and playing for people and being around people. So it's been it's been really, really different. I, you know, I'm, I'm I am grateful. You know, for you know getting to getting to perform. Right. You know, this is the way that that uh, that I can do that right now, so I, I'm grateful for it. But it's it's really really different, and my my set lists have changed quite a bit without without 
that kind of feedback that you get from a live audience. So. Right. Do you choose different songs to play then based on that or? Well, yeah, I kind of do, I guess, even if, you know, even if I'm not really thinking consciously about it, just mm -hmm. because, you know, suddenly you're, you're not, uh, well, you know, in a live setting, you know, the audience is there and I, I don't write set lists. I, I just kind of gather feedback from the audience and make my set lists up as I go along based on how, you know, how the kind of the community of, of the evening is feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas, you know, doing these streams, you know, it's, it's kind of just up to me. And, and, and so in order for me to feel like I'm, I'm doing my best, I end up playing songs that I'm currently really interested in playing. Okay. You know, um, because without that, with the, you know, an audience feedback, I feel like that, that, you know, that, that brings me up a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. as far as like, you know, brings me up at a, a, a level of, of performing that, that I don't normally get by myself. So when I'm just playing by myself and there's a camera in the, in the room in order to get that, that level that I want to get to, um, I have to play something that I'm like super into and it might, you know, it might not be something I normally would play at live shows because I don't know if the audience is going to be into it or not. So okay. now, suddenly, suddenly it's, you know, it's kind of about, about me and not really about anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> right. Usually it's about that exchange, isn't it? You know, I think, yeah. you know, because yeah. I know we feed off you when you're playing and I'm assuming maybe you feed off us. It sounds like then too. Huh? Well, that's exactly it. I mean, performing for me is, 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 is a community, you know, is, 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 is a community event. It's, it's a, you know, when you're performing anywhere, it doesn't matter where you're doing it, but you, you know, you're creating a, you're creating a public space to share with a lot of other people. Um, and you know, whether it's a festival or whether it's just a, you know, gig in a bar, you know, you, what you're, what you're, you know, my goal is usually to, to create a space that everybody feels like they're involved in a, in a situation together mm -hmm. and it's a positive situation. Right. Um, and so I feed off the audience a lot and, and hopefully they're getting the same thing from me. Definitely. Ideally. Definitely. I love, I love that you said it's a community event. You know, when you perform live, you know, um, cause like I said, I know we feed off you. Um, and then, you know, it's it's important for us, I think, too. You know, it was really great to see you on the streaming festival because I think a lot of fans are, you know, we're all starved for live events and live music and that connection, I think, you know, that uh, comes out of that. Um, so at least we can kind of connect with uh, performers that we love through streaming events. Does that help you as well as a performer? I kind of get through a time like this where you can't interact live like that. Does it help to do the streaming things? Yeah, yeah, it does. Like I said, I'm I'm really grateful for any opportunity to 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 keep going in whatever fashion. And, mm -hmm. and you know, we're pretty, we're kind of you know, in these times, you know, as much as I kind of uh, kick against it, you know, technology is really allowing us to be together mm -hmm. in a weird way. You know, it, it's not that many years ago that you know we would not have been able to do you know, this level of, of, you know, uh, you know, this kind of streaming together, it just wouldn't have happened, you know, not too long ago, even when I was starting out. Right. Um, and so I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. It does push me in a different direction. 
um, and I get to play. And I guess the bottom line for me, you know, on, on most days is do I do I get to play the guitar today? Mm-hmm. And playing the guitar for a camera is different than just sitting around and playing by myself. Right. So that's good. And I and I and I find myself getting a lot of benefit out of that. You know, I'll be grateful when the day comes that I get to sit down and in a in an audience kind of community setting again and play. But for now. You know, I am I am grateful for this opportunity. Right, right. Well, and we're grateful that uh, that you're still playing, at least streaming. You know, so that we can at least uh, enjoy that. You know, I, th- I think there is something to the live effect too that we're all kind of watching at once. You know, so even though we're not together, we're still sharing that moment. So, you know, hopefully that tides us all over till we can get together in person again. I think you know, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, well, let's get back into some music here. Um, I'd like to play the uh, first track off your uh, latest album, uh, which is self-titled, by the way, Charlie Parr. Um, this one is called Love is an Unraveling Bird's Nest, right here on 89.5 KQL. Let it rain, my house won't collapse. Let the wind blow just as hard as it likes. But hunker down and watch between the boughs. Bend and sway with the storm In the morning we'll see the sun In the winter we'll all be gone I'll fix the broken door when we come home Gather up all the unraveled parts Put them right again and sweep away the leaves All of the dying snow All of the dying snow surrender and move on gather our branches in another town find our place in the highest part to our new neighbors we'll nod and shake borrow and share and give away it'll all come back to us one day it'll all come back to us one day And that was Love is an Unraveling Bird's Nest. That's from Charlie Parr's latest album. It's his self-titled album that came out last September. Uh, Charlie, um, I was kind of curious about that uh, that song. Um, I love the record. Um, 
And it, the record has kind of ups and downs. It's got, you know, slower songs, faster tempo songs, uh, some new stuff, some older stuff. Um, it takes you through different emotions. And that one, it starts out kind of, starts the album kind of slow, you know. And um, um, But it's a really cool song. I like, I like the lyrics and the theme. Um, how do you decide what order to put songs in on a record when you're putting an album together um are you real conscious of like the order and how it's going to flow like how did you choose that one yeah i think about that a lot because i you know i'm i'm old enough to be primarily album orientated right yeah (laughs) i hear that (laughs) when i was coming up you know i was listening to records and Mm -hmm. i kind of still do you know that's my favorite way to listen to music so um i think about i think about sequencing quite a bit and you know this 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 record didn't feel like it was going to be you know like a big romping party record mm-hmm. and so you know just getting the message out really early on in the experience felt important to me okay. you know, just, right this is this is you know this is how this is going to go and that you know uh, and my friend liz Draper, who played the bass on the record and helped me produce it, you know, we kind of worked on the sequencing together so that the record, you know, kind of opens in in a, in a slow way. But but I felt like, you know, Bird's Nest is a hopeful song. I, mm-hmm. I view it as a ho- very hopeful song. Uh, we closed the record in, a, in a, another quiet way, but also not hopeful at all so i'm not really sure what message that's sending out but (laughs) (laughs) but i think i think you know i think about sequencing a lot and i I just try to you know think about you know the experiences that i like to have with with albums and you know doing it in such a way that people feel like they're being taken you know on a little bit of a, a journey and not not one that like has a lot of uh, you know, not a lot of the, the same kind of experiences on one side and a different kind of experience on the other side, but, mm-hmm. but like that, that, you know, you get a little bit of, of both things as you go along. Right. I often wonder about that too. Um, you know, like you said, you know, you grew up uh, listening to records, you know, same here. And there was always a different vibe. You know, there's two starts to it. There's the first side and then there's the first song and the second side, you know, right. two endings. Do you still view it that way? Do you kind of put it together in two parts like that, two halves? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, cool. I, I absolutely do. And that's the thing about, you know, when I, when I started out, you know, and it wasn't, you know, vinyl was not an option for me when I was starting to do this, you know, in, in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're kind of sequencing around CDs and that always felt really disappointing to me because I, I wanted that break. Right. You know, I wanted set one and set two, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I, I almost, you know, even in, in like, I, I remember like producing a, a CD on my own, just a CDR thing. And I even put it on a label that, you know, this is so-called side A and this is so-called side B. Nice. You know, because I wanted to make records. I didn't uh-huh. want to make CDs. And I didn't, you know, and, and that's the hard thing about streaming as well is, is suddenly that that experience has kind of changed. And, mm-hmm. and I have a harder time, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, a streaming or CD experience 
you know, in the same way that I think about an album experience, just because of that set, that side break. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it gives it a whole different feel, you know, and people will listen to one song and that gets kind of out of context. Um, I remember Tom Petty put a, I don't remember what album it was, but at the end of what would have been side A, he pauses and he says, you know, now it's time to turn the record over for those of you who are, you know, if you're not listening on vinyl, then pause for a second for those who have to turn the record over, you know. Exactly, exactly. uh, Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I think it's important to the artist and uh, for us as listeners to uh, hear what you guys want us to experience. You know, that's that's important. Um, and I also so, you know, let's get some to some more tunes. Um, this next song caught my ear immediately when I heard the album um, on Stealing a Sailboat. Um, <clears throat> just love that tune. Uh, I don't condone thievery, but I am super interested <laughs> in sailing. So it just, you know, and <laughs> but I, I love the way it kind of cooks along. Um, uh, how did you come about the the story behind that? You know, oh, I you know, it's funny because I I think I just it's just mostly made up. Uh-huh. You know, the thing about you know living in Duluth is that there's a there's a there's a pretty large sailing community in Duluth, and they have uh, you know regular I think it's Tuesday night where they you know out they're out in the lake with their sailboats and you can go down and, and watch them from the shore and it's it's always fun to see that happen people go down to the lift bridge to watch them coming and going from mm-hmm. the marina um and they have a big race every year maybe a couple of them right and you know it's uh it's i think it's something that everybody like oh you know it looks like it looks like fun you know you just you just don't have the means to to, to access it you right know? Nobody can just go out there and do it. So I think that that maybe was um, came about not, not 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 as like a fantasy, but maybe just a you know some goofy conversation a friend of mine and I were having about how fun it would be to get to try it. Right, know? right. Um, that turned into you know, uh, uh, like you say, don't condone thievery. <laughs> In the song, is as much about that as it is about just you know those those friends of yours that always seem to get you into trouble and <laughs> they never get into trouble themselves i you know that's that's kind of the the primary um story the song is not really so much about sailboats as it is about you know a couple of friends that i've had in my life who seem to always manage to get me you know into hot water and they just you know are fine walking off on their own <laughs> right it's always those are always the ones they have the big ideas right and then uh yeah exactly. yeah and then there's those of us that can't run as fast maybe and get caught i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yep that's right <laughs> oh well let's hear it this is uh we're talking to charlie power on the phone today and uh we're listening to some uh tracks from his self-titled album that came out last fall uh this one is called on stealing a sailboat right here on 89.5 kqal Says Ed. I laughed because he's always broke. I said, Ed, can't even afford to float. You can't afford to float. Drifting away from the shore. So we're down there near the end, you know, with all them. Pre- 
pretty sailboats are tied All that big mass are bobbing in the air It says I could sail one of these Hell, you don't even need a key But I didn't think it looked quite that easy It don't look that easy yet Drifting away from the shore And he untied a boat and he proceeded to jump inside I followed him in, but I think it was a bad idea Cause now we're drifting away from the dock Drifting away from the shore Drifting away from the shore And that was On Stealing a Sailboat by Charlie Parr. That's from his latest album that came out last fall. It's a self-titled album. Um, uh, Charlie, you know, since you just released an album, you know, not that long ago, uh, and then now shows have all been canceled and stuff, um, have you found other ways to kind of, I know you've been doing some streaming stuff, have you found other ways to kind of support the record? Or, you know, is there any way, us as fans, that we can uh, uh, help you out in that way? Well, yeah, I mean... Streaming is primarily what I've been what I've been doing. You know, I've, I've I don't uh, you know I don't have a computer. I don't you know I have a lot of techni- techno techno te- technology in mm-hmm. my life. I guess um, you know I've been trying to keep up with uh, Instagram, and that's that's challenging enough for me. So mm-hmm. um, I, what I've been doing lately, honestly, is is working on the next record. I'm Ooh. planning on. You know this. This is going to be a, 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 you know, a quiet year. Um, yeah. And it actually was going to be a quiet year for me uh, before this all happened. I didn't have a lot of shows scheduled. I was planning on taking time to work on uh, new songs, um, and by the end of the year, have a new record recorded and try to release it early next year. And that's that's basically. My my plan is still to do that. All right. Um, and and trying to, you know, when I'm when I've been streaming, I'm still you know I'm still playing these these songs from the last record, and so hopefully people are still interested in it. Um, it's it's different though. It's definitely you know, my the model for me has been you know make a record, load the car, hit the road, mm-hmm. play shows, sell the record. You know that and that's at least for the for the time being that's not 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 the model anymore so right yep. i'm a little bit lost on how to how to like promote a thing that i can't you know hand you in person right but i yeah. think i'm you know i think i'm i think i'm using my time well i mean i you know i feel like i've been doing a lot of practicing and a lot of writing and you know these opportunities to you know do this you know, kind of thing or do streaming shows have been, uh, coming, you know, pretty regularly. So, so I, I think it's, you know, just as good as I can do, I guess. Right. Right. Well, and if you're looking, uh, if you're uh, working on a new album, then, uh, yeah, I th- I'd say we'd, I think everyone would agree that's probably a good use of time, you know, so for sure. Um, well, let's get back to some more tunes here. Uh, like I said, the album has uh, some new stuff, some older stuff, uh, some covers on it. Um, this next one I was really curious about, uh, written by Grant Hart, um, 
part of uh, the Husker Du from the Twin Cities. And uh, this one's called 2541. Um, it, I th- this might be an obvious question, but uh, what made you want to do this song? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, let's see. I moved from Austin, Minnesota, up to the Twin Cities in the in mid-'80s. Mm, okay. And, the, you know, when I moved up, uh, what, 84, 85, 86, somewhere in there, 85 probably, um, you know, the, the kind of the first thing I, I did because I was, you know, it, when I was coming up in Austin, there wasn't a lot of opportunities to see a lot of live music. You could do it. There wasn't a lot of places to play. You know, there's a few, and I did, I tried to do that. When I moved to the Twin Cities, though, like, there was music everywhere. In that period of time, you know, you could go and see Spider John Kerner play. You could see Dave Ray and Tony Glover play. You could see Willie Murphy play. All kinds of, you know, folk and blues guitar players, and I saw them all. And then you could see The Replacements and Husker Du and The Cows and, and uh, TVBC and all these all these bands. And, I, you know, music has always been, like, the primary motivator in my life Mm -hmm. um so when i got to the cities um i saw music nearly every night for a couple of years and getting to see husker du was a big deal for me it was an amazing you know experience Mm -hmm. and that was my favorite of the the kind of you know the kind of rock punk rock bands um and then when they broke up um the year after that band broke up and grant released that ep 2541 and i was completely taken with it mm-hmm. and that song in particular i i, I don't know how I, I wore that out i was i listened to that a lot <laughs> and it meant a lot to me too because of that that year was a was kind of a you know a developmentally anyway in my life it was an important year i played a lot of music that year and i saw a lot of music and I kind of lived, um, you know, my best life that year. And so anyway, you know, when he when he died, um, that song, for some reason, like, came back up to the surface for me after Grant passed away. And uh, I listened to it again a whole bunch. And, and then when I was choosing songs to play, it was in my, in my mind really, really hard. So I you know i i played a version of it and you know i i just trying to express some amount of um gratitude i guess mm-hmm. for for grant and the songwriting that he was so amazing at right at that time of my life you know Definitely, definitely. Well, and I think it's also really cool for us fans, you know, when we hear uh, uh, Minnesota artists covering Minis- other Minnesota artists, you know, stuff like that. Um, I know recently I got turned on to uh, a cover of one of your tunes by The Four on the Floor. Uh, they did 1922 Blues, and um, and that was pretty interesting to hear. It's, it's just cool to hear people in the scene kind of sticking together and, you know, doing each other's songs, so... Definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, let's hear it. Uh, This is 2541, and this is from Charlie Parr's latest album, uh, and you're listening to 89.5 KQAL. Jimmy gave us a number 
was 2541 that's from charlie parr's latest album called charlie parr came out last september and we have charlie on the phone with us today uh charlie uh, i was kind of curious um after 13 albums you uh this new album it uh is self-titled um oftentimes people will maybe make their first record self-titled or something like that uh what made you uh decide to call this record charlie parr well it, you know it was it, it was um it had a it had a title it had a whole different vibe when i when i first started planning it and then um the summer prior to it being recorded i broke my shoulder and it changed my plans kind of a lot Mm -hmm. um the songs i had been working on for the record you know all got kind of shelved we had a recording date uh set aside and i had already saved up and paid for the recording date mm-hmm. um so i kind of needed to go do it um the new songs that i've been working on most of them didn't feel like they were ready i had a few that were ready and i was you know i was after having broken my shoulder and kind of gone through this weird kind of uh inward backward looking time i you know started thinking about older songs that I'd wish I had done differently or older songs that I still played a lot and felt like I wanted another, you know, try at them recording wise and decided just to make it into, you know, kind of a, um, introspective retrospective, I don't know, whatever record. So suddenly the, the titles that I had thought about the, the theme of the record was all gone and it didn't feel like, um, any of those things anymore. It felt like a, a kind. It felt like kind of a starting over in a weird way. Um, so I decided just to, you know, leave it titleless because it felt like a beginning, or maybe an end, or maybe both. 
<laughs> well, uh, let's hope it's like maybe a new beginning, huh? You know, so, uh, or like yeah. the end of an era and the start of a new one, you know, right. um, for sure, for sure. Uh, well, let's get back to some more music. Uh, we have Charlie Parr on the phone right now, and we're talking about uh, his latest record called Charlie Parr. Uh, this next one um, is by another Minnesota uh player uh blues legend in fact uh spider john kerner uh this one is called running jumping standing still and you're listening to 89.5 kql winona Buffalo Bill, climbing a hill like Jack and Jill, I'm doing it all of my own free will. Well, I'm running around from town to town, nowhere bound to merry-go-round. Nowhere bound to merry-go-round, I'm chasing my tail like a rabbit hound, I keep climbing around till it let me down. Mystery and the rest of my life been a mystery to me. I decided my plan by throwing a dog blindfolded into a sailing shark. I throw a dog into a shark, I get all my electric go car, take a pogo stick, and the car don't stop. And that was Running, Jumping, Standing Still. And that was from Charlie Parr. That's from his latest record uh, called Charlie Parr. Uh, we have Charlie on the phone today. Uh, Charlie, so Running, Jumping, Standing Still from uh, Spider John. Um, I hear that you're kind of a fan of Spider John. Is that, uh, what's the background there? That might be an understatement. Oh, yeah? Know. Okay. I think he's probably my favorite, at least in the top three of my favorite musicians. Oh, cool. Period. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of came late to the party growing up in Austin. You know, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have an opportunity to hear a lot of uh, non, you know, non-mainstream artists or whatever. My dad's record collection had a lot of really obscure stuff in it, but nothing like that. When I got to Minneapolis, a, f- a friend of mine said, you need to go check Spider John out. And, uh, you know, I did. And that was, like I said, that was 85 or whatever. And I was just completely, that. from then on, I was just done. I was a 
100% in and uh you know went back through and listened to collected and listened to the records that he had made throughout his career um over and over again and still still do Mm -hmm. (laughs) um uh yeah his you know for me spider john kind of represents uh, a living embodiment of the folk process and it was a huge inspiration to me to see someone play who could take you know an ancient song uh leatherwing bat for example and just completely you know deconstruct it and and put it back together again as a spider john kerner song you know that's the folk process right um, and he does that over and over and over again and he does it really really well um and it has never failed to completely captivate me um you know, and, and the the record that he did with Willie Murphy, "Run and Jump and Stand It Still," you know, is 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 a brilliant album from track one to the end. It's just an amazing, you know, piece of art. Um, and so, you know, trying to trying to capture something off of that, uh, you know, like with the Grant Hart piece, it's it's just you know trying 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 to say you know thank you for for you know, giving us something so important, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think as fans, it's really cool to hear that stuff too. Um, I'm always interested to hear what the people I love, what they're into, you know, and what kind of got them going, what inspires them. Um, you know, speaking of that, like de- deconstructing a tune and kind of, you know, putting it back together again. Um, some of the songs on the record, uh, have, have been released before on other records. Um, for instance, cheap wine, you know, mm-hmm. um, when you re-record songs for an album, uh, do they ever take on like new meanings for you or new life, something like that? Yeah, definitely. I, you know, songs, songs aren't ever really done, you know, mm-hmm. the, the ones that I'm really interested in, they're never finished. Um, you, f- you feel like, I think I've made, you know, this, this talk before, it, you know, being a musician is really different than, than like being a painter or being an author because, you know, in, in those worlds, you know, you, you create your art, you, you, you paint a picture, for example, you give it away or sell it to someone and it's gone. You know, they mm-hmm. have it now right. and it's in their house. You can't go to their house and go in there and like correct it or change it or redo it. Right. Um, but being a musician, you know, I can paint my picture every single night all over again you know so songs are have this like quality of being alive right and and songs like well cheap wine for example it's a song that i never really stopped playing and kind of fussing with even even in little tiny ways you know tempos and keys and Mm -hmm. strange little nuances and, and concentrating on portions of the song i hadn't really thought about before and so it's kind of stayed alive for me over the years and i feel like it's it's a song that I've kept kind of writing and writing over again. Um, Cause you know, the recordings aren't the song, you know, the recordings are an impression of, of something that happened at one point. Right. You know? The song continues to live, uh, you know, independently of the recording of the song. So, um, you know, so that, that, that's, that's what keeps me really interested. As soon as a song kind of feels done, 
probably stop playing it. Okay. Because there's nothing left to do, you know? Right, right. I like that perspective that they kind of live independently of the recording, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, they live and breathe every night in different ways with different people. So right. that is fantastic. Uh, well, Charlie, I, we really appreciate you uh, speaking with us today. Um, like I said, love the new album. Um, and boy, I can't wait to get out and see shows again and see you live again in person. So I'm sure you're feeling the same way. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk today. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. And um, so we've been talking to Charlie Parr here today. And uh, since we just talked about Cheap Wine, we'll listen to that one. Uh, here is Cheap Wine by Charlie Parr right here on 89.5 KQAL Winona. Thanks for listening to The Sound. The Sound is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us online at kqal.org. Thanks again to Charlie Parr for joining us tonight on The Sound. 
For more information on Charlie Parr and his music, go to charlieparr.com. For more deep dives into local and regional recordings, listen to The Sound Wednesday nights at 6 right here on 89.5 KQAL-FM. Theme music for The Sound provided by Mike Terrell of Fires of Denmark. (laughs) 